Phones on silent. Shut the fuck up. This show's about to begin. <laughs> Welcome back to our next episode of Hush Hush. I'm Gabrielle. I'm Amy. And I'm Joanna. And we're going to get into friendships today. Aren't Ooh. we, ladies? Yes, we are. So we've talked about it a lot and there's lots of things that we've discussed and you know what a lot of stuff comes up for friendships a lot of things I don't think we talk about enough and we thought we'd go into that today so we all had a wee chat and we made a rough list of different things we want to cover um so we've got shit pals and what makes a shit pal can we think of a time where we've been a shit pal ourselves drifting confrontation friend anxiety finding friends socially awkward phases prioritizing boyfriends were pals and a time where a friend's been there for us when no one else has or surprised us we've got a lot yeah i'm excited to get through it i feel like it's something that everyone can relate to it's something we all have got like a lot to say on i feel like there's a lot of things that we don't talk about enough especially when i'm looking at this list right now i'm thinking confrontation is one of the biggest things that i think people need to not necessarily do more of just you should be able to confront your friends because they're your pals it's not a real friendship if you can't tell them like how you feel you know and that's always something that i struggled with when i was younger Mm. see i think this is going to be interesting because i think we're all quite different like i think our stories are going to be different our like things that we worry about with friends are going to be quite different so i'm excited to talk about it yeah because i can sit and say that i've been a shite pal like I can admit that like when especially when I was in high school but I also think that that is down to circumstances and situations that you're in um because I think if you're in a toxic situation then you're more likely to be acting toxic as a sort of like defense and to basically protect yourself and that is exactly what I went through in high school yeah 100% I also think it's really important to be able to recognize when you have been like a shit friend or you have like these toxic traits that you have because then that gives you the opportunity to kind of reflect on it and then be better and be a better friend in the future and on the topic of tox toxicity is that a word toxic traits I'll make it one <laughs> it is now um, our own dictionary <laughs> that's a good place to start I think so toxic friends what are experiences with them toxic friend is a fucking huge one and this is one that I want to talk about the most Gabs you start us off in because I feel like you've said that you've got a lot of toxic friend chat whereas I feel quite lucky because I don't really have many but I also know I can acknowledge like toxic traits in people which I think Mm -hmm. are important to spot mines were mostly in high school not necessarily now like since I've been in Edinburgh like I've had a couple shit pals but like they're not my pals anymore but in school I feel it's a lot harder because you can't just like patch them because you see them every day and you really can't pick your pals like you're just stuck with these people and you just have to like make do with that but there was a lot of bitchiness in my year in school like it was really really bad and by the end of it I literally didn't have any pals I was literally hanging out with the deputy head teacher of my school who is she's class I love her so much she was so good Um, oh no she was honestly Mrs Ferguson if you're listening I fucking love you you're so class um yeah so it was just a very toxic environment a lot of bitchiness and honestly as much as a lot of it involved me I saw a lot of it from like an outside perspective there was this one girl really lovely I've got nothing against any of them anymore I don't owe anyone shit so I can say what I like but I remember there was a time there was this one like group of girls who were like you know top top dog you know you know what I mean and these girls were let's just say bitchy as fuck like if they had a problem then they would make it known they would they had no 
problem like cutting you off and making you feel isolated as fuck like it didn't matter who you were or like anything if there was one thing they would cut you off and they wouldn't even give you an explanation they would just stop speaking to you one day it would make sure that you knew that no one wanted to be your their friend anymore you know and I saw that a lot how fucked is that though because I think in school that's so easy like you know when you're a child and it's like I don't want to be your friend anymore but that should end when you're like eight years old right. not run through to when you're literally 18 like it's ridiculous completely it was so fucked and I just saw this one girl get cut off so quickly like overnight like she just came in and one day they just stopped speaking to her and bloody hell it was horrible to see and I remember like the girls that I used to hang out with she just came and sat with us instead but no one acknowledged it how fucked is that no one talked about it we just kind of sweeped over it as if it like oh it happens like we just move on no one fucking thought here like, why are you doing this to this poor girl? Like, what's she actually done? And it's one of these things that if someone does something and you're not happy with it, like, okay, either say it at the time or if you're not happy with it, like, so what? Somebody's done it. That's their past. Like, there's no point chastising someone for something that they've already done. And also, like, how does that affect you? Yeah, like, get over it. Yeah, and that happened a lot. And I remember there was this one time where this girl came to, like, sit with us at lunch. And one of the other girls had something to say about it. Like, how fried is that? Like, I've never understood it. And there was actually, while we're on it, I remember when I was in second year, I sent literally a picture of me in a thong and a fucking sports bra to a boy to another school. Anyway, so I sent it to this boy and obviously it got fucking leaked. But my pals disowned me because of it. That's so toxic. Yeah, it was fucked. And to be fair, I knew that I wasn't very nice back then, but I've never, ever, ever had that sort of shit in my entire life. They completely cut me off. Like... It was as if they didn't know me by lunchtime and they were like walking back like past me in the hallway and not speaking to me. And I remember like my ex-best friend then, she completely patched me as well. And there was this, it was a sports day. I remember this so clearly, it was sports day and they were all like hanging at the drama building next to like the track. And I was there and one of the boys came over to speak to me because he was like, are you all right? And one of the girls shouted, don't fucking talk to her. We're not speaking to her. And he walked away. How fucked is that? Because see, Mm. things like that, when you're probably feeling at your lowest, like that's when you need your pals and they're like, let's see ya. Exactly. Like what? Because I'd come from like another all girls school that wasn't like, it was a nice school. It was bitchy, but nothing like that like I'd, I felt like I'd literally been thrown into like a fucking lion pit it was claws out every day in my school like you had no clue what was gonna happen next what was your school like Amy because mine's like I feel really not triggered by Gabs' stories but just shots because I feel really lucky in my school we never really had anything going on like I don't remember ever crying or like being made to feel shit by my friends once at school which is so lucky but I know that school can be like such a bad place for people yeah I think like it honestly gives me really like flashbacks to like what it was like at school for me because it's the whole like canteen drama like it always happened in the canteen and there's always stuff going on and bitchiness and like I just remember like girls like falling out with like your friends and then having to find like somewhere else to sit in the canteen and then like looking over at like your original pals and him just like staring at you I think high school is just such a toxic environment sometimes and obviously like you need it to like, kind of grow up what was yours like Jana? well no I was gonna say that's mad because 
I we have always said like we watch films and you know how there's like the high school stereotypes and you've got the popular girls and the jocks and the goths and we were always like that is so annoying what where does the stereotype come from not realizing see when I hear your stories I'm like okay no that is real for some people my school I was there from when I was five like pretty much the whole way through um and I had the same friendship group obviously like people joined in but oh I just feel really lucky we never of course there was drama like house party chat like oh somebody pulled someone and like I don't know this person seeing that person and whatever but there was never any fights as much as I can remember which is really good and I don't know there was no real I mean Gabs and I have spoken about this before I had drama with sort of another friendship group at school which was unfortunate I think I don't know they just didn't like me which always kind of got to me because I think it was people uh, I can deal with people having a problem with me if they know me but it hurts quite a lot I think when it's people that you don't know because it's just like why do you hate me so that was a bit shit but yeah I think as long even with things like that you can deal with drama I think if you have your best friend's beside you do you know what I mean I sort of had a hard time from people that I had it wasn't my friends so as much as it was upsetting like it was really sad but I felt really lucky still because I had all my best friends and never lost them or anything so but yeah anyway school I think we have enough stories about school that we could probably do another episode on that so I'll stop talking about that but in general I think yeah although I've not had fights with friends I feel like I can definitely acknowledge bad traits in people I would say probably the worst ones are people that put you down like you know there's always someone that's got something bad to say or if you've done something that you're happy with and they're clearly not happy for you and that I think is quite sad um also general bitchiness and like drama loving people I think is quite difficult to be around because that's just well toxic isn't it like from what you recognize it toxic to me now um and also I think for me one that I found difficult and it's never caused arguments but friends who ditch you for boyfriends like I think that is one of the worst traits because it's someone that can be like your right hand woman and then suddenly mm. boyfriend comes along and they're gone and it's just like whoa what happened and then obviously they're going to have fights with their boyfriend and then they come, not come running back like I always will welcome them back with open arms but it does hurt because I don't think I don't know you just don't have to be like that in situations like that it kind of just shows their priorities and I think that's what hurts the most because you're like full fuck you prioritize your boyfriend over your pals and that's always like really fucking hard like I've always struggled with that because I'm like the fuck like I'm I'm like I'm a good pal I would never I also think it's hard because like you know that you would never do that so when someone does that to you you're like what the fuck so it hurts even more but yeah like I think prioritizing your boyfriend over your pals and that's when you need to check yourself you know and yeah that's hard because it never makes them a bad person like it can be your best friend in the world and obviously they've still got so many good parts about them but it's quite a strange one and I think yeah like you're saying because you think that you would never do that so it's kind of hard to understand but then again we've spoken well in fact that probably leads us on to our next bit like you've also got bad traits which could be worse than that do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah I would say one of my worst toxic traits um that I have in friendships is being bad at replying and I think we'll go into this a wee bit more later but it's just I know it's like my own fault obviously it's my own fault 
I have so many things like Snapchat, then I have an Instagram, a Finsta, like Facebook, WhatsApp, text, like there's so many and sometimes it's really hard to like see them all. And I have this really bad thing where I look at the text or I look, like I swipe across the Snapchat. I see what it says in my head. I'm like, think of a reply. And then I forget to actually reply. And it's so, so bad. Mm-hmm. And I, it really makes me sad that I do that so often. It's actually one of my New Year's resolutions to be better at replying because um, I just feel like it seems so fucking rude and it seems like I don't give a fuck. And sometimes like I'll open a message and I'm like, oh, fuck, like that was an important message. And I've like left it for a day or two days. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this person's going to think I don't give a fuck about them when like in reality, like I really, really care about like everyone that I text. Like I wouldn't give anyone the time of day if I didn't like care enough to text them. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of my worst ones. Um, When I was younger, though, I think I especially in first year I think the worst thing I've ever done to a friend and this is like my lifelong friend like we've been friends since we were like three four years old when I was in first year like I thought oh I need to be friends with like the popular girls I need to like not give a fuck I need to be really really cool and then boys will like me and it was definitely from just watching like movies on like high mean girls <laughs> it didn't help that like in my class I only had I didn't have any of like my friends from primary school like I was just stuck with these like new people and I was trying to fit in and everything but I used to go to like guides and everything when I was younger and I remember being like I don't want anyone to know that I go to guides because it's so uncool and mm-hmm. I literally made one of my friends from primary like go with me like we used to go all the time like it was well cute we so we enjoyed it so much and I used to then pretend like we weren't friends because I thought everyone would find out that I went to guides if people thought that we were friends which is so like fucked up I would never do that and obviously like, I was 11 you make mistakes but we still talk about it and say that I did that because it was such a horrible, horrible thing for me to do. And I think, yeah, I would never, ever like do that ever again. Like I would never act. And I think it was so shit as well because it acted like I was ashamed of being friends with her when that wasn't the situation like at all. But obviously that's, that made her feel like that. We're over it now. She, she loves me. We're sisters. <laughs> well, I was going to say you were 11 years old, like don't beat yourself up. But it's funny because I think, I don't know I've noticed this especially over this year and I don't know if it's because people have just been alone like in their fields but people talk about growth and that's a prime example it's something that obviously doesn't make you a bad person but you want to work on it so now obviously you would never do anything like that so I think that's maybe why though school is such a difficult place for people because you are young you don't know especially when there's pressures of thinking that you need to act a certain way or that you can't do things that seem uncool or people that you should be friends with and all those kind of things you grow through that and that's why I think school's hard because you're all figuring that out at the same time so I can understand why it becomes a bad place no you're completely right about that because also there's no like instructions on how to go into high school and how to act but like this is about to get a bit deep but I also think this is all down to society and like the shit that we're surrounded with like these movies that like make the like out to be cool girls who get all like the boys and like are dressed really well and get invited to all these parties it just reinforces these stereotypes of like having to be cool and like do certain things and I think it's so fucking toxic when you're literally 11 years old and you're watching movies like Mean Girls and all these American high school movies where they're like there's literally just all these different groups like it just I think it's so toxic because you go in with a mindset of like oh that's what high school is like so this is how I need to act because I didn't act like myself through the whole of high school. I was just fake the whole time. I had this complete front on. 
And I was, honestly, it was exhausting. By the time I got to uni, I was fucking exhausted from having to act a certain way because I felt like I had to. In high school, I literally jumped from friendship group to friendship group. At one point, I had been friends with every single friendship group. It was like I was trying to find myself or something. And to be fair, I think looking back at it, it now gives, makes me have a really good judge of character. Like I can spot a bad friend from a mile off and I'm really, really lucky now because I don't feel like I've had a bad friend in so many years, but it's because like certain people in school scarred me so much that I'm like, I can't let that happen again. I can't let someone like that back into my life. And I think high school, even though it can be a really toxic place, like it does teach you lessons of who you do and don't gel with in school and like don't make the same mistakes with people like if they if they like do something bad to you once don't let them back in because they'll just do it again and again and again you you fucking preach that amy i love that yeah that was good they're like yeah no i completely agree you're so right but then saying that we've definitely found like our people now like see when i came to uni found my girls like found the people that i'm meant to be with honestly it feels like we were just made for each other i feel like i find my soulmates with my pals like we're all so close there's this like mad connection and bond and just like, overall just like an understanding and like an acceptance of each other and i've never felt that in my life i've never felt like i've ever been accepted but then when i've made pals like you guys and my girls my flat and my real uni friends i feel like i'm just being accepted for who i am and i don't need to fake anything anymore i've got a big smile on my face <laughs> 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 you like a wee loser obviously I've made all these amazing friends however it's taken me a while to get here like I've been through a lot of shit and I've also been a shit pal myself I know I have I was really nasty in school I wasn't a nice person and I've completely changed and a lot of my bad traits were like we said like prioritizing boys over girls I used to do that when I was in like second year to like fifth year I just like wanted boys attention because that was like I don't know what it was but it was almost like that was the priority of like you needed the friends. validation yeah like the validation of having these fucking rugby boys like you and I think that is so fucked and I was like that in school and I also just wasn't very nice like I wasn't a good pal there was a time where I I sound like such a cow for saying this but you know what I'm exposing myself so I'm gonna go all out there was a time I was oh, there was this one party I was at I think it was a new year's gaff and I had liked this boy for a very long time and there's always there'd always been like weird like tension between us and I sent him a text and I was really really fucked and he had a girlfriend at the time who was one of my pals oh that no yeah oh yeah trust me I hate myself for it every day like I completely own up to my mistake don't have a fucking clue why I did it but we we did it we moved we've accepted it like I've genuinely dealt with the consequences and trust me there was a fucking fair amount of consequences after that it was horrible say, what was the text like a year off or a what like it was just oh no 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 like it was a text of like of me saying that I like still had feelings for him and stuff <gasps> the next day I texted him and I was like forget that ever fucking happened that was a mistake and that wasn't me that was my friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it didn't fucking happen don't acknowledge it and he was like, yeah, yeah, signed. Obviously, a couple months later, it all comes out and it all fucking kicks off. And then this girl disowns me. And I was like, you know what? Fair enough, sweetheart. Fair enough. Like, I really did fuck up there. Understandable. However, one thing I didn't like was the fact that he'd kind of done the same to me in some way. But, like, it wasn't over text. So there wasn't any proof. It was face to face. But she knew about it. Yet she forgave him. And she didn't forgive me. And I was like, well, there you go. There's another thought saying choosing boys over girls. Yeah. So, like, that happened. 
but from that came so many like fucked up things and I think the worst part is if you you're just as bad as them if you see bad things happen and you don't do anything about it yeah no I see what I think is a toxic trait as well just maybe in general is when like girls forgive their boyfriends for things but will get angry at the girl like in situations Mm -hmm. like that because sometimes it's not just the girl's fault it takes two to tango you know what I mean so it's honestly like so toxic when girls will forgive guys like at the drop of a hat but will hold grudges against girls and make girls like a living hell because of something that's happened with their boyfriend can I just say really quickly obviously I don't do these things anymore I have grown and I realized that was a mistake I was just a stupid wee cow in high school who was gagging for male attention right we all make mistakes right so I don't want any fucking judgment okay yes Gabby is a whore we accept it (laughs) Gabby was a whore and she's over it now yeah, she might still be a whore, but you're not her. And also, you know what? Being a whore, actually, we're not even going to use that word. Being curious, there's no problem with that. Being comfortable in your own skin. In my own sexuality, there's nothing wrong with that. We preach that. We don't slut shame. No. All right, Jojo, on to you. What are your toxic traits, sweetheart? Yeah, see, these I've had to think about because I'm perfect. No, I'm kidding. Because we've not, like, <laughs> I wouldn't say there's never been like a situation where I've done, to be honest, it's one of those things I, I look back and I'm, I know that there have been times that I've done something really bad and regret, but I can't really remember them. So hopefully they weren't that bad. But I definitely acknowledge that I've got bad personality traits. Like I think I'm very, I can be very stubborn and I can be very moody, like my friends will say this. Um, I don't know if it comes from being an only child, but I'm used to getting my own way. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that only child energy right there. <laughs> yeah, like only child syndrome. So if I'm spending a lot of time with my friends, like, I can be quite anal about things. Like, I've got a way of doing things. I'm very, I'm not going to say OCD, but I'm very tidy and a perfectionist. So I get really bothered when things are out of step. So like, I feel really sorry for Scarlett. Shout out to you because... I like she'll be sleeping at my house and I'll literally shout at her for breathing or like she'll leave a mug out and I'm like you fucking bitch and then I'm like obviously that's not bad get over it so they're annoying and also I think in general one that I've noticed over the years which is really bad and I think this is probably my worst trait is that I've got a short attention span in the sense that say I'm out and I'm speaking to a friend and I'll be really wanting to speak to them and enjoying the conversation and then someone else will walk in and I'll be like oh my god and then run over to them and just ditch someone and that's so rude and I don't mean it I think I just get overexcited and you want to speak to a million people at once but that is rude so I need to that's something I want to work on is like if you're dedicating your attention to someone keep it on them do you know what I mean but already you've acknowledged all of these can I just say we've acknowledged all of these that's already a step towards growth and that is so important like you need to be able to acknowledge these traits and be like no that is something I want to change and I want to work on and like you said being stubborn I'm so like that and I can also be really fucking like bitchy like see if I'm not in a good mood I'll just be like just fucking claws out and be like okay you know I do that a lot see with acknowledging these bad traits I think that was so important like I had counseling this year and one of the things that we did was and I think this is so helpful we took a piece of paper drew myself in the middle I mean my artistic skills are very questionable so it was definitely a stick man which is favorable for me um anyway and then we wrote like little things coming off it so it was my best traits and like things that I'm grateful for and then my worst traits and that was the most important I think because I spent a couple of hours sitting there 
and just writing words like I've just done and thinking about them and I thought that was so useful because it makes you not hyper aware of it but I I was actually really glad that I did that because then I thought moving forward I'm aware of these things and it'll stop me from doing them and it has I think so that would be good guys if anyone has things they want to work on take a piece of paper write them down and it really does help yeah I think it's good just acknowledging it as well talking about it like talking about your bad traits with another friend or like even just like we were talking about talking to your friends about arguments and stuff you have or like bad traits or like something that annoys you with another friend like you would in a relationship you were saying about how you would talk back and forth in a relationship so why don't we do that with friends because it's a really really healthy thing to do like us talking about all these bad traits you know we're just talking about it just now but maybe the next time someone pops up and I am like I'll reply later I'll think about it and I'll be like no you're bad at replying reply now so kind Mm -hmm. of addressing it yourself really helps you to like better yourself however I do think with the replying thing you shouldn't put too much pressure on yourself for that because realistically it's your phone it's your time like I understand the whole like if it's an important text that's completely something like that you should definitely prioritize if it's like something to do with work or like you know along those lines however I think that we put too much pressure in having to reply to people see if you don't have the energy you don't need to reply because I'm really really bad for it like I've got like messages on my phone that I've not applied to like for a week but it's not because I don't want to it's generally because I literally like I'm tired <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it I find it like quite exhausting sometimes and it's not anything against the person it just can feel like a lot of pressure having to reply to things so I think you should be a wee bit easier on yourself Amy sweetheart because <laughs> there is no pressure you reply to things in your own time you reply when you feel like you have the energy yeah that's true we've spoken about this one a lot haven't we replying because I think it's difficult especially now that we're all home and stuff you're not seeing people I think replying to people realistically in real life, how many messages have we got on our phone? Say like 50 unread messages from people. You would never in real life be able to speak to 50 people at once. And even if you could call it a 10 minute conversation with someone, 10 times 50 is what? 500. How many like hours is that? Do you know what I mean? Like there's just no chance that you can do it. So yeah, I think we've all said we need to work on that though. You definitely need to think of like a system of replying to people. Well, such big deals, we should probably get assistance realistically. (laughs) I need people to reply to my messages, my hundreds of DMs that I get a day, people obsessing over me. We're so important. Yeah, are you listening to this? We're the next big thing <laughs> to come out of Edinburgh. <laughs> the only big thing to come out of Scotland. <laughs> I do think you're right though, Gabs. I think there's such a thing as text anxiety where you have like so many messages that are there, not trying to be like, oh my god, famous. But it's, it's honestly like my own fault. Like I'll reply to a story or I'll be like, how are you? And then they all just start to pop up. And then if you're having a bad day or if you're just emotionally exhausted, this, like you can see all those messages and you're like, oh my God, I, I just can't reply to all these right now. I think if I had, you know how some people have like phone OCD, like they can't have any notifications. I have, I think it's mainly for my emails, but my emails are like 2000 notifications. And I just, I know, and I've tried to get rid of it. I honestly have tried. It's all just like stupid spamming like emails, like boohoo and all that stuff. But yeah, it's not us saying we've got like hundreds of people contacting us. They're like shitty spam emails. We're not like, we're not big fucking big time people, right? I'm like oh my god I've got so many people in my DMs it's like snapchat with me a happy Christmas (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yes oh my god or like it's your six month break was it like your half birthday you're <laughs> off and i'm like sign however i'm fucking skin so delete. but yeah the amount of, like, on the phone. i get man honestly and see the amount of texts that i get they're not even from my pals they're usually from like o2 being like you run out and i'm like okay buy more sorry dad <laughs> That's an interesting one as well, though. I think you talk about having anxiety for replying to messages. And I think now as well, it's exacerbated by like being at home and not being able to see people as much as usual. And I think, I don't know, you guys have said already that you can relate to the fact that that's kind of making you drift from people. But I think we've also acknowledged the fact that drifting doesn't need to be bad. Like I, I wouldn't say that I've lost friends over the past year because I've absolutely not. But I've definitely changed who I'm closer with and who I speak to every day. And I think the friends that you have is directly linked to who you spend the most time with. And that doesn't need to be like an artificial thing. Like, oh, we're only friends because we live together or we're only friends because we have uni together. It's just natural, I think, like in the same sense that obviously people that work they'll be closest with the people that they spend their time with every day. So I think over the past couple of months, we will all have drifted from people, but that's not a bad thing. Oh, I completely agree. Like you do not need to text your pals all the time to be close with them. Like one of my pals has moved to Grand Canary and she's one of my best pals. And I don't need to speak to her every day to know that like, I don't need to like, I don't really need that validation because we're that close. I don't need that sort of reassurance. And I understand that people do. There's just like an unspoken thing that I always know she's there. And like my best pal who moved to Japan, she goes to Oxford and I don't need to text her every day. I know that she's there. I know if I had a problem, she'd have my back no matter what, no matter like how long we've gone without talking. There's just certain people that you're like, they're my person. Yeah. You know that they've always got your back. I don't think you need to text people every day to know. Friends are like stars. You don't have to see them to know that they're there. <laughs> you know what? We'll keep that in just for pure embarrassment for Joanna. <laughs> that was so, so inspiring. <laughs> With friends as well, like drifting does happen naturally, but sometimes it happens. And like, for example, I when I moved away and stuff, like there was friends from back home and we kind of, I feel like I'm quite bad at keeping consistent contact with people like I'm because I'm bad at replying like it just doesn't happen for me so then there's friends from back home that I don't talk to like the whole semester like you know I'll comment on their Instagram photos and I'll like reply to their stories but it won't be like a full-blown conversation and then I'll like go home and it'll be like nothing's changed nothing's any different but I think with drifting as well one of my toxic traits I think every every like topic we go through I'm gonna realize another toxic trait I've got but I definitely, when I first moved to uni, um, I've got like quite a big regret that like when I first moved, you know, I, I stopped prioritizing my home friends and I kind of, not on purpose, but it was just like, uni was so exciting, was going out all the time. I was living on my own for the first time. Like I had so much stuff to do. It just kind of meant that I wasn't making as much time for my friends back home. And then that just meant that we like naturally drifted, but in some ways, that was really bad for me because I wasn't noticing that I wasn't there for those friends back home and I was I was being quite distant and uni as well like the first year of uni is like quite hard for friends back home because everyone's leaving and if you stayed at home then your pals have all, suddenly all gone and you've got less friends which can be really really shit. I was gonna say it's quite hard because I think for me I don't know it would probably have been similar for you guys obviously we both uh, we all live in cities like coming going Edinburgh to Glasgow I had 
a big group of friends still at home, but they were fine because there was a lot of them. And then in Glasgow, obviously, it was all kind of new. So as much as I was home often, I, I felt that as well. You kind of felt, not that you were leaving people behind, but you were preoccupied with making new friends. But then that's not a bad thing either. And I'm sure it always comes back around, doesn't it? Like you don't lose those friends. Yeah, I think that's very important because when people drift, I don't know what it is, but like a lot of people think there needs to be beef or something that's happened. That's not true. Like if you drift, you naturally drift. There does not need to be drama. Yeah, that clapping emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Just for context, I keep sending clapping emojis when the girls say something that I like. (laughs) It's so true. I just don't think there needs to be any beef. There does not need to be any drama. There does not need to be an argument. Because I've always noticed if I've like drifted from someone and like I bumped into someone, like bump into someone that I know. I was like, oh, how's this person? Like, oh, you're not that close to me anymore. I'm like, you just want the fucking tea and there is no tea. Like, I still love and respect this person. We just aren't as close anymore. There does not need to be drama. Doesn't need to be any beef. Like, you can naturally drift from people. There doesn't need to be any awkwardness. You can still see them on a night out and be like, oh my God, how are you? What is new? Doesn't need to be like, oh my God, I fucking hate that bitch because she didn't reply to my Snapchat and now we're not pals anymore. Who gives a fuck? Who's got time for it? No one. Not us. I think especially in this day and age, social media allows you to have so many friends because you are constantly in contact with them. And it's really good as well because with Instagram, like you can have not spoke to someone in so long, but you still know exactly what's going on in their life. You still know what they're up to. That's why I like love close friends and like finsters and stuff because it really keeps you up to date with what your friends are up to, even though you can't see them. And especially just now when we literally cannot go and see our friends. Yeah, agreed. I think I actually do think close friends is such a good one for that, isn't it? It's almost like mini vlogs for your yeah. friends. I chat the power of shit on mine. But I love like- yours. Mine's <laughs> only when I'm trying to fucking find my clothes back and I'm like, who's got my zebra print trousers? Who's got my fucking jeans? <laughs> Because I can't find them and I've still lost them. So to my pals out there, if you've got them, I beg you, I just want them back. I've got no idea where they are. £500 too, whoever can get me back those leopard trousers. No, literally, when I'm a big famous podcaster, I will, I swear, I'll buy you a pair of those fucking jeans. Yeah, yeah. Please, I beg you. Even my arse looks so good as well, so I'm actual proper human. Yeah, I think while drifting, you know, is like a natural thing, I think it's really important to keep those connections, especially just now when everything's going on, checking on your pals, make sure they're okay because you never know what people are going through at the moment, especially with not being able to go outside with it being winter and like it's dark at 3 p.m just checking on your pals and stuff because your pals are really really important to you like I've had situations in my life where I've you know I've still had my friends but I've struggled to make friends I think that's one of my kind of like social anxiety kind of anxiety friends kind of thing while we're on this topic Mm -hmm. um because when I was younger I I didn't really think I was that socially awkward like in school and stuff I thought I was pretty good at making friends um but when I like went to like dancing and stuff I moved to a different dance school when I was younger and I really really struggled to make friends there and it was such a weird kind of environment for me to be in and it made me feel so weird but it was impossible for me to make friends as well because I was constantly like moving around dance classes but it made me even though I had friends and I had friends at school it made me feel like I was really really bad at making friends so I was quite nervous when I came to uni and I was like is it going to happen again? Is it going to be dancing all over again? But obviously uni is such a different environment. Like at that dance school, there was like so many girls there. They all already had their friends. 
they were all quite different for me as well like they went to more of like they lived in like more wealthier parts of the city and like they went to like different schools from me so they were all friends already whereas at uni everyone's kind of more willing to make friends like ev- like you go to a club and stuff and everyone's like buzzing to like be your pal yeah because you have to like you've moved city usually or even like have started a totally different life like you need to make friends but I think it's such a good thing because it is it puts you out of your comfort zone it's like starting anything new whereas like we've already said with school because you're so comfortable and that's all you're used to like people probably it wasn't not willing to make friends they just didn't need to because they had their own so it makes it harder yeah I think that is so important because this is like this time in our lives is just steps towards finding who we are and the people that you surround yourself with in uni or just like if you don't go to uni just in life they will like shape your life and who you are and they will like the people that you surround yourself that you pick to surround yourself with will like actually shape your life and shape you and you're going to constantly change you're going to constantly meet new people so I think it's so important to be open to meeting new people so I think a lot of people are very much like I have one friendship group and I'm not going to make any other pals toxic come on like spread your wee wings fly about meet people have a wee chat there's no problem in doing it also people are nice I think especially Scottish people are so nice everyone's up for a wee chat like don't I know it's really hard I can understand it but a lot of people are shy but honestly just put yourself out there and you will get like you will be rewarded like you will get stuff back it's not just going to be a one-way system yeah I completely agree like when I first came to uni I was like determined that it wasn't going to be the same as that I was going to make friends I wasn't going to be the quiet shy girl at the back of the class like too scared to say boo to a mouse you know what I mean and I remember one of the girls in my class I'd heard that she'd they'd been speaking about me not in a like bad way or anything but they were like oh that Amy girl like she's quite quiet I remember she came into my work a few days after that and I was like she was like hi Amy and I was like hi how are you? Like literally like shouting in her face. I was like, I'm not quiet. I'm really loud actually. I'm not quiet. I'm really confident and loud actually. Um, I think like sometimes it's just a little bit about faking it until you make it. Like not that I was being fake, but when I'd go out and stuff, I was like, do you know what? I'm, I don't give a fuck if people judge me. I'm just going to go up to everyone and try and be their best pal. And it was funny because one of my best friends who's known me for years she was like you'd never have any idea how socially awkward you really are and I'd be like yeah I know <laughs> but I feel like it, that is like what uni is like just coming out of your shell and kind of developing yeah I think that's really interesting Amy because that's all still on like growth isn't it because you're like oh I had a really hard time at school but then now I've got more confident and even like faking it till you make it doesn't have to like you say it doesn't have to be fake it's like if you act confident you are confident you know what I mean? So I think that's just one that happens as you grow up. Yeah, this podcast. Wow, it's been really interesting, hasn't it? I've liked it. I think clearly there's a lot of bad connotations towards like, well, obviously having toxic friends and having gone through drama and your own toxic things. But I think also, obviously, there's so much good. So maybe we should wrap up this episode with a little reflection or the thing that we're most grateful for about our own friends. Like, obviously, I've got, like, the most class pals on earth and I could sit and talk about them for fucking hours. I'm Honestly, I live up my friends' arseholes. I'm so, like, in love with them. But one of the stories that stands out the most to me is recently, for my birthday, my best pal, Nick, who lives in Gran Canaria, got me a plane ticket for a holiday to Gran Canaria to come stay with her for 20 days. And honestly, I've never felt 
like so appreciated in my life because she just gave it to me she went you deserve a break because she knew how stressed out I was with life and just a lot of stuff that was going on and she was like you just need a break and obviously it got shot on by fucking coronavirus <laughs> but that was one of the nicest things I have ever ever had someone do for me like ever mate imagine that imagine being like my best pal deserves a break let me get her a 20 day holiday to fucking Gran Canaria I'm so sad that you didn't go even I was supposed to spend New Year's there on a beach but she's living her best life and actually she just texted me there because she wants to FaceTime while she's on the beach we are witches that is so spooky I know but yeah I love her so much and I hope she's thriving I love you Nick <laughs> and what about you, Jojo? I've actually got so many. I feel like my friends also are the most thoughtful people ever. And I feel like I'm friends with hundreds of people, but I've definitely got a small group of OGs, you know. Um, but I'd say the one that sticks out to me most is probably it was 2020 and I was going through a really shit time and um I just yeah, been feeling really bad and I woke up one morning and my flatmate Pippa had gone to uni, but she'd text, in fact, no, she hadn't said anything. I went into the fridge to get my milk to make my coffee and there was a little envelope. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. There was a little envelope on my milk carton and it was like Jojo and I, it felt quite thick. It was really small and I opened it and oh my God, there was like, I can't remember how many, maybe like 20 note cards with like quotes on them and about like, why like good things about me and quotes to get me through and I honestly just burst into tears and I was like I can't believe that someone was that thoughtful like they were handmade like she'd cut them all out and done different colors like oh I can't feel what a fucking tear mine <laughs> and it was just one of those moments I was like oh my god she loves me so much and I love her so much and I feel so grateful to have that so Pippa I love you <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like the little things that your friends do that it, they don't need to fucking be at, like David Dobrik and buy you a fucking car to show how much like <laughs> you like get me a fucking Tesla <laughs> yeah I want a Lambo <laughs> you know my friend you to get me a Lambo sorry sorry about it. No, but I think it is like genuinely the little things like you girl said like I can think of so many things that my friends have done I said earlier like I think I have a really good judge of character I think I have a really good like selection of friends and I just I love my balls so much and I think recently the best things my friends have done for me like when I moved to Canada my friend like my, one of my longest friends got me like a little teddy with her face on it let me see that <laughs> no way yeah, she got me like, <laughs> oh my god that's terrifying it's I'm so scared you know what maybe when we post this episode I'll like post a photo of this so that the no, people need to see that that is absolutely so brilliant but so fucking scary imagine waking up and that being in your bed you're like Jason <laughs> I was gonna say that's giving me like PTSD. I can't remember. It was some point in summer, and I went into somebody's bedroom, and they had that on their bed, and it was just like the pillow, but it was like an egg shape, and it was somebody's head, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Like decapitated. <laughs> look at it. Look at, look at it. <laughs> so you know this this kind of shit just means so much to me. My friend, my other friend, got me like. A wee bracelet like a pandora bracelet with little ch- with two charms on it that like meant something to me and for my birthday my flatmates they sent me a picture book and was like miss you and I was just like oh my god 
my friend who I've been friends with since I was like three, four, you know, the guide story that I told Mm -hmm. at the beginning of this podcast, (laughs) she got me an advent calendar. And honestly, no one's ever bought me an advent calendar. And that just meant so much to me. I was literally like crying when she got me it. I was like, thank you so much. It was like, it's like one pound. And I was like, I still appreciate it. It's so cheap, but it's so helpful. I know. It's just so nice. And even like Gabs, remember that one time we'd literally been friends for like two weeks and I told you that I was really stressed and you just called me up and I was like, hey, and you were like, hey, I just knew you were really stressed. Like, do you want to go for a walk and like talk about it and stuff? And I remember I was like with my boyfriend and we were both like, oh my God, like that's so nice. And I was just like, it's just like the little things that your friends do that mean so, so much. And I've, that's the thing, when it, see when it comes to friends, like I, my friends are my life. Like I will do anything for them. And I think that's so important. And we're all very much like that. Like we've all bonded and like I would throw myself in front of a bloody train for you ladies. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> but yeah on that topic of friends we're gonna probably go off and be all soppy now I'm probably gonna go like spoon all of my flatmates at once (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that was a really nice episode guys I've come I'm coming off of this feeling really like nice and like positive um but yeah we'll catch you next week thank you so much for tuning in guys I hope you enjoyed it it's only gonna get better from here and hopefully we'll be able to come off of these shitty zoom calls and big fat smelly Boris Johnson decides to get shit together and then we can thrive like we always do. Mm-hmm. And I actually stink so much. I really need a shower. I'm starving. Coffee number four. And now it's time for bagels. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to go get bagels. You've inspired me. <laughs> my one shopping trip of the day just to go get bagels and nothing else. <laughs> I've literally got leftover pizza. That's my lunch today. Oh, jealous. Oh. Well, right, guys, thank you again for listening in. It's the Hush Hush Girls. Catch you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>